Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome into another edition of the Believe in Mavs podcast. And holy shit. That is the only way I think I can start this because Alex, my co-host as always, and me, Wyatt, have had our minds blown. At least I have, that Kyrie Irving is now a Dallas Maverick. And let's just jump right into it. Alex, where were you when you found out that Kyrie Irving got traded and how excited were you on a scale of 1 to 10 to see Kyrie Irving is now a Dallas Maverick? I was walking to Pete's Coffee in Los Angeles, California, uh, grabbing my mocha, my dark chocolate mocha for the day, my, my treat coffee on a Sunday uh, with a nice oh, yeah. little brec- breakfast sandwich. And um, I felt the whole gamut of emotions as soon as I heard that we had gotten Kyrie. My first, um, actually, you texted me. The Was it the Woj bomb or was it Shams? It was the Shams. Shams had this one. Nice, nice. Yeah, Shams uh, feeling good after his kind of tete-a-tete that he had with with his Riz that he was that he was firing off at Kay Adams, um, and he breaks this news. And you know, you text me, and at first I was like, "Oh, is this just a fake account? Right? Is this one of the many fake Shams, fake Woj accounts that's that's tweeting this?" And then I, you know, I investigated further, and as soon as you texted me, then my inbox started flooding multiple texts from a lot of my fellow Mavs fans and, and buddies from the Dallas area um, or just generally people that know that I love the Mavs and know that I love Luka Doncic. I'm, I'm not surprised when Kyrie um, kind of played his hand and we knew that he was going to get dealt. I felt like the, the most viable destinations were of course the Lakers who were uh, mentioned heavily in talks. And then the Mavericks, I think from, um, from just, you know, a desperation play like our, you know, Nico and Mark, the, who knows what, you know, how much they're actually listening to Mavs Twitter, but there's been a lot of blowback on just the roster construction around Luka Doncic and what this team needs to do in order to contend year in year out while we have this 23 year old, uh, superstar world-class player. A lot of people think he's one. He is the best player in the world. Uh, why you think that? So mm-hmm. I was stunned, surprised. You know, of course, my mind went to what did we give up? The 2029 first round pick, 2027 second, 2029 second. Spencer Dinwiddie, who is returning back to the Brooklyn Nets, and Dorian Finney-Smith, who certainly is our best wing defender a starter, um, you know, one of Luca's favorite players on this Mavericks team, a guy that really came up through the Mavs organization. I would say he's in my top 10 favorite Mavericks mm-hmm. of all time. I love the Absolutely. way he plays. He's so gritty. He crashes the offensive glass. Um, he protected Luca. He didn't take shit from nobody. Like 
this is a guy that it's hard not to like. He really was embraced by the Dallas community. I think as far as, um, you know, just what I saw over the last five hours from Mavs fans on social media, like the biggest emphatic dreariness that has been attached to this trade is that we lost Doe. Yep. Um, you know, Spencer, who we, we got midway through the season last year in that KP trade, came on hot, you know, in the playoffs and had some really great moments. The dunk on Gobert, feel like he's been jamming things left and right this season. Mm-hmm. He's shooting a career high from three point. He, he has taken the reins when Luca has been out in the seven games. Um, he's lost every single one of those games. But, you know, he, he was vying for that number two spot on this Mavericks team. And we had had multiple conversations. Is it Wood? Is it Spencer? Um, depending on the day, could it be Timmy? And it really hasn't been over the last couple of months. It's Kyrie Irving now. There is yep. no question. We now have two all-star starters on this team. And the off-the-court stuff is certainly something that we could do an entire podcast about. But I want to focus, at least just me and you, on the on-the-court stuff. And before we get into that, I want to hear your reactions um, and how you feel right now in this moment. I feel as clouded as I did when I got the notification from Shams because I have his notifications on. I've had him on since before Twitter got, I won't say decimated, but I mean, it's not as, as it once was. Um, I it's, especially when I saw first, when I saw Kyrie Irving to the Dallas Mavericks, I lost my mind. I was like, Holy shit. We just got the best player as a second superstar on the Mavs, maybe history since at least Steve Nash, right? That like, and, and Luca finally has help. It's Kyrie, yes, off the court, but on the court, this guy is, I mean, obviously an all NBA talent, right? I was blown away. I was so excited. And then I saw that it was for Spencer Dinwiddie, which I kind of expected. If we were going to make the trade for Kyrie, Spencer was going to be part of the deal, I think, no matter what. Yeah. But when I saw Doe's name, and, you know, 2029 first round pick, who cares? And for this right level, now, six, six years in, in, you know, six years out from right now. Mm-hmm. So yep. we got a while. Yep. We have a long time and two second round picks. Obviously, who cares, right? For this level of talent, that's an undersell. I get it. He's the only technically rental at this point. I don't know how you feel about the extension. We can get to that sure. later. But when it came to Dorian Finney Smith, it made me much more wary of this trade. And, you know, you highlighted it perfectly. Doe means so much to this Mavericks team, both to the guys on the team and to the fans. Like you and me, everybody loves Doe. Luca loves Doe. The fan base loves Doe. Doe does everything that you need him to, plus a little bit more, right? He is the glue guy, or he was the glue guy. He was the guy calling out names on the court where people needed to be, who he's got, Especially when you, I, I mentioned this on on my solo. Whenever the rotation was getting a little wacky, it was always Doe and Luca on the baseline coordinating where guys needed to be, right? Which yeah. is it's mainly Doe, but Luca needs like Luca's just as much in that conversation as as I mean, Doe no, is. He, he was essentially our defensive anchor. Mm-hmm. You know, he he was, and he was like I said, the glue guy. He was that catch and shoot three, and I think most importantly, he was the guy who showed so much heart and hustle whether it was on the court or in the gym, because this guy got better every single year. Like it's just, you can't dispute it. You know, 
every single year he's raised his three-point percentage from the year before. Added some dribble moves to his game. Added a step-back three that we saw earlier this year. Like, what the hell? This guy couldn't dribble or shoot coming out of Florida and got undrafted because of it. But defense was there. Energy was there. And so that made me a little bit more wary of this trade. But when my mind goes back to, oh, we have a big three of Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irving, and Christian Wood. That's that's That can win a championship if everything goes right. It can win a championship, and I think it needs to be followed by another move, whether I think we, we, we discussed earlier for like a wing, a defender, maybe a big, yeah. and definitely a big. Um, yeah, I mean, but yeah, I think, I'm just generally excited for it, I think. I think um, we still have some, especially now that we've dealt Dorian, we have some things to address. Uh, wing defense, you know, right now Reggie Bullock, Josh Green are our two best wing defenders, but um, Josh is 6'5". You know, he's, yeah. He doesn't have the same size um, as Dorian. Of course, he's uber-athletic, so I think defensive rebounding, offensive rebounding, he can still apply pressure um, there, and I expect that this move had a lot to do with, or at least there was some comfort in knowing how well Josh Green has played this season. Mm-hmm how big of a leap he has taken now as a 22-year-old, how far the three-point shot has come for him, right? Shooting over 40% from three. Um, His minutes will go up. As of right now, like you said, we have Christian Wood. As of right now, we have Tim Hardaway Jr. still on the team. Christian Wood and Kyrie Irving, both expiring contracts. Yep. So there's decisions that will have to be made. Extending Christian Wood, who we know, you know, uh, over the last month, his camp is saying that he wants a four-year deal. Same thing with Kyrie Irving, right? Kyrie Irving wanted to be traded with the intention of being signed either with that team or somewhere else on a four-year close to $200 million deal. So those are decisions that will have to be made. And I think a lot of that will come down to what happens this season with the Mavericks. Prior to this trade, our odds to win a championship, and this is... Uh, before the Golden State loss that we had without Luca, without Christian Wood, we are what are we now? Twenty eight and twenty seven, one game above five hundred. Let me double check. Right? Check me on that. But the the odds for the Dallas Mavericks to win a uh, World Championship, win the NBA Finals on BetOnline twenty eight and twenty six. So two games above five hundred. The odds on BetOnline.ag. Love BetOnline.ag. Use promo code Believe B L E A V. The odds were 33 to 1. Now they are 10 to 1. That's the, insane. The Dallas Mavericks have a 10 to 1 odds to win the NBA championship after trading for Kyrie Irving. So much Do money I think must have come those, in. So yeah. much money must have come in. Do I think that those odds are a little high for us? Yes, I do. I think we have a lot left to prove, um, especially on the defensive side of things. And I think that's where. Most people's criticisms um, that I've seen have been, okay, but this defense is going to be terrible because now you have Luka and Kyrie in your closing five and they're going to have to defend guys. Yep. Um, again, like I'm still worried about our wing defense and our bigs. I'm way more worried about that than I am about Luka than I am about Kyrie. Kyrie is a better defender this year than Spencer mm-hmm. Dinwiddie. I have said multiple times that I think Spencer Dinwiddie is the worst closeout defender in the NBA. I think a lot of that has to do with how much attention and focus he was positioned um, 
and, and implementing on the defensive side. And I know a lot of that attention and focus was on the offensive side in order to help Luca. Um, but you've basically slotted in a guy who is better at stealing the ball than Spencer Dinwiddie. And on offense, the real kicker to this trade is what happens now when Luka Doncic, who is the most doubled NBA player, what happens when he passes the ball to Kyrie Irving on the wing when now we're in a four-on-three situation with one of the most skilled basketball players we've ever seen in our lifetime and let him go. Let him cook. Let him let him work his magic. He, of course, is an excellent ISO basketball player, but he's been playing with Kevin Durant. He's not a bad catch-and-shoot guy, so if Luka demands that attention and no one's you know, closing out on him hard, they're sagging off. He's a great three-point shooter. He's a career 39% three-point shooter. He can create for other guys too. And I just, I look at our five that's going to be on the court at the end of games. And when you have Luca, you have Kyrie, let's say we hold on to Christian Wood and we don't deal him before this Thursday. And then you've got Josh Green in there and Maxi Kleba, once he, once he becomes healthy, he can pick and pop. We know he works well with Luca. We know he works well on the defensive side. He's our best rim protector. That's a really good final five. And of course, if Tim is shooting well, um, you know, he'd probably be out there maybe ahead of Josh Green, depending on which guy is playing better in any given game. Yep. That is soundly a better closing five than we used to have with Dorian Finney-Smith and Spencer Dinwiddie for a Mavericks team that has been abysmal in the fourth quarter. Yep. And we just added the NBA player that has the most points scored in the fourth quarter. Now, I know he plays most of the fourth quarter, and if you look at per minute, I think Giannis and Steph are actually a little bit better than him in the fourth quarter, but still, the guy the guy can put up points, and Luka's, Luka's the number one scorer in the first quarter. So mm-hmm. we've got the beginning of the game and the end of the game, and in modern NBA, that's what matters most, yep. getting out to early leads and then closing games out, and we have been terrible at closing games out this season so i think in the in the immediate that addresses that problem at least offensively quite well yeah i i, I totally agree uh I, I i would say that Kyrie is also just a better fit next to luca and i uh, comparatively to than spencer dinwiddie and i'm yeah. not trying to dog on spence but we i i had brought this up a few times of him just kind of sitting around in the first quarter when luca's trying to cook you're not going to have this with Kyrie irving when that dude touches the ball He's going to go, and it's going to be fun to watch. We saw it. I mean, we've seen it his entire career, and we're going to be able to see it every single game now. If you're like me and you hyper-focus on the Mavericks, right, you don't get to see a whole lot of the NBA, out, you know, the other teams. And, you know, this guy, it's just, it's so, it's going to be so insane. It's going to be so much fun to watch, first of all. Like, you could say some things about the last few Mavericks teams. Outside of Luka, it's kind of boring basketball. These, these guys don't get out in transition it, it, with Luca, especially they don't. And you know, the most, they, they're the number one half court offense. Cause they're going into it every single time down the floor. Kyrie Irving is just a special basketball player that you only see really, you know, once every few years, right. With this much skill, it's going to be so much fun to watch. And the offense is going to be, I think just so crisp. Just the the amount of ball movement I think we're going to see. I, like, obviously, both of these guys do a lot of dribbling, right? That's that's yeah. maybe their one flaw or, you know, depending on how you look at it. I don't think that's going to be the case anymore. And I, I know it's like asking guys to change up how they play basketball, which is, 
you never really want to do that. But when you have a guy like Luca who would actually prefer to pass the ball than score the ball, he said that. I mean, I think we we saw it in Europe, right? And we've seen, and I think he said it multiple times. He wants to get guys involved. He wants to pass the basketball. He loves passing basketball. And for him to have not only Seawood and now Kyrie Irving, a guy like Josh Green who can cut so well, and then Maxi Kleba, like you said, on the pick and pop, and then Tim Hardaway when he's on fire. This is going to be a really fun offense to watch. And I think they can outscore anybody in the league. And I think that Jay Kidd will still want to focus on defense, obviously. That's just his mindset as a coach. But it's we're going to outscore a lot of teams. There's not yeah. going to be very many that can outscore us. We, we definitely are. Um, I'm really interested to see what this does potentially for Luca's development as well, because um, Kyrie Irving, he does dribble a lot. He has a, you know, relatively high usage rate this season. He's in top, in the top 20, not in the top 10. Um, You know, that's a team, the Nets that had Kevin Durant too. Right. But he doesn't, he doesn't dribble the air out of the ball. Like Spencer can do sometimes. Mm -hmm. I think he attacks. He's obviously very tactical when, you know, he's going one-on-one with the guy. Um, he does go a little bit quicker when he has the matchup, like you were saying. But Luca's really going to be tested uh, how he's going to work off ball. I think this is now not an offense where he can take possessions off. When you have a guy who, when he's right, is a top 15 NBA player alongside you, um, you, you can't afford to take those possessions off anymore. Nope. That's the whole reason why they brought this support for you. So he's going to have to learn and break habits of playing off ball, moving off ball, forcing the defense to work with him and, mm-hmm. and mold to him as a threat when he doesn't have the ball in his hands. I think Kyrie already knows how to do that, right? Yep. He's been doing it with Kevin Durant. He did it with LeBron James when he went and got a ring. Mm-hmm. This is a guy who can play with, he played literally with the best player in basketball at the time. He's so I'm not worried. Top, like the top two players that we've seen, right? For fucking 15 years, it's crazy. Yeah, I, I'm not worried about how Kyrie is going to mold his game with the Dallas Mavericks, and I'm not worried about how Luke is going to mold his game. I'm more just interested to see what he yep. does, how he surprises me. Typically, whenever we expect things of Luca, he exceeds those expectations. Yep. Um, so I, I'm just excited, but you know that we can get into situations where. Kyrie's going pick and roll with Christian Wood, right? And now mm-hmm. how Luca can Luca go to the short corner or the weak side block and be a guy that can actually apply some rim pressure on who knows? Like I the world is, of possibilities is is completely open for for Luca now um on the offensive side of the ball. And so I'm just I'm excited to see, you know, what he can do and again like just to historically talk about it a little bit more like he was playing with K, he played with KP one-time All-Star. Christian Wood, never been an All-Star. Spencer Dinwiddie, never been an All-Star. Kyrie Irving is an eight-time All-Star. He's a three-time All-NBA player. He was Rookie of the Year. He's been good for a very long time. Granted, in the last three years, there have been a lot of hiccups off the court. There's been a lot of divisive conversations about who he is as a person, what his beliefs are. Um, And I'm not saying that 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 should all be thrown aside. And I think it's certainly something that is going to be brought up time and time again, every single day. If you go on Twitter, you will see 
something negative about Kyrie. You will see something on the opposite side, very positive about Kyrie. But I will say from a guy that, you know, was representing a lot of the players, he was, was he the, what was his position? Was he vice president of the Players Association? Gosh, I mean, I know Chris Paul was the president for so long. I think I think Kyrie is vice president. The way that he is revered by current players in the NBA from a from just a strictly skill standpoint, they talk about him like he's Steph. I know he doesn't have the accolades. He doesn't have the rings. He doesn't affect a defense, I don't think, in the same way that Steph does. But this guy is truly talented. And like you said, that we haven't seen something on the Mavericks like this since Steve Nash played with Dirk. And we were talking about before we got on air, Steve Nash hadn't won back-to-back MVPs at that point yet. This was a young Steve Nash. Like we now look back at that, that Dirk-Steve Nash combo and say, oh, what would have been? Yep. But it wasn't necessarily that at the time, right? You're looking at a 30-year-old Kyrie and you're looking at a 23-year-old Luka. Luca's an over 30 point per game score right now. Kyrie is, he is averaging 27 points per game, not the highest in his career, but close to it. Um, so this is to me immediately a, a, a top three duo in the NBA. I really don't know who you can put ahead of them outside of LeBron and Anthony Davis when they're fully healthy. And then Paul George and Kawhi would be the next duo that comes to mind. And Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum have, have really turned into something special. But you're in the mix. You're right there in the mix with all four of those guys, with all with all three of those groupings. I when you said Paul George and Kawhi, my brain immediately said we're better, and I think I'm going to stay with that. I think Luca, I like Kawhi Leonard is an incredible player. Like he's been playing really well lately he's too. Playing great, and just watching him just kind of tear us up. I think it was one or two weeks ago, like. It reminds you, especially him not having been on the court for like the last two years, it reminds you how special of a player he is, especially when it comes to off the ball, or I should say not being a ball dominant superstar because when he is ready to take over the game or when he is needed to take over the game, he goes and does it. He goes and gets his dribble up mid range, catch and shoot three, just whatever you need. And then he's always going to have the defense, right? This guy is incredible. Luka does things that Kawhi can't. Kyrie does things that Paul George can't. I think that we are better than Kyrie and Paul George. That may be, uh, you know, the size or a uh, yeah. I mean, it's a hot it's, take. It's a lot easier to like compare Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum to Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, yes. and then like pick which duo you like the better because it's two wings versus two wings, right? Yes. And this is you've got a a point guard who's in a power forwards body basically. Yep. And then another point guard. Um, so it's, it's tough to compare them, but I do think like, look, Kyrie Irving's a, an East all-star starter. Luka Doncic is a West all-star starter. There's no other pairing that has two all-star starters on their team. And with that, I'll just quickly pivot into what do we do with the rest of the team now? Right. Because we still have Tim Hardaway, large contract, probably a, a guy that, you know, now looking back at it on his performance and what we paid him, bit of an overpay. He's yep. eating into he's eating into the books. Um Davis Burton's certainly eating into the books, right? You know, that your your least favorite player on the Mavs, uh JaVale McGee, like 
using our mid-level exception on him um, doesn't look too great now. That if that five six million had gone to another wing, build more wing depth on this team, you know we might not be in such a predicament after trading away Dorian Finney-Smith. We do get Markeith Morris in this trade, um, who becomes likely a rotational player for us. Yeah, he hasn't I'm had... not even mad about that. I think he's a good rotational player, or no, look, he will be. He he's shooting forty percent on threes. Um, he's a guy that can guard the three and the four position. He's mm-hmm. gritty. He can be an enforcer if we yep. need someone to take over that role. Um, the James Johnson role of, Hey, who's yeah. going to protect Luca if things get dicey. We know that Luca likes chirping, as he said, uh, a couple weeks ago. And I love that about him. I love, love that it. he's an, I love that he's an elite competitor and, and mm-hmm. always will be as long as he's playing. Um, but I do think there are more moves to be made in the next four days. And I'm eager to see, what Nico and, and Mark are going to come up with because again, we need wing depth. We need defensive depth. We need defensive mm-hmm. help. Um, another big that can play alongside Dwight Powell and Maxi Kleba yeah. um, would be great. And we've got guys that we can move. I'd love to not have any team touch Jaden Hardy, Josh green, but any of the other guys I think, you know, could be considered available, whether it's Bullock, Bertans, Tim Hardaway, even Christian Wood for the right price. Um, yeah, but I also, look, I'll tell you this. If Kyrie Irving plays 90%, 80% of the games left in the regular season and we make a decent run in the playoffs, say we we go to the second round, it's going to be hard for me not to talk myself into, okay, we should re-sign Kyrie Irving for four. We should re-sign Christian Wood for four. Yeah. But there's... There's a lot of time until then. And there's a lot that we need to see on the court. You know, I'll say I would only give up Christian Wood, like you said, for the right price. I think it would have to be an upgrade at that position specifically. Other than that, um, well, I would like to keep Maxi Kleba. That is the other other player I think really will step in, especially with Dorian gone. After that, it's like Josh Green and everybody else. I'm I'm open to trade. Uh, Reggie, Jaden. I mean, I love Jaden Hardy. I think he's going to develop into an everyday NBA player. For the right price, I would I would absolutely deal him. I mean, maybe even if it means like, especially if it means I think not having to give up a first round pick. I I think I immediately call Detroit right now as soon as that Kyrie Irving deal is done and see what it takes to get Boyan and Nerlens Noel. I think that that is the, like... Yeah, I mean, if we have if we have Bojan Bogdanovic, Luka, and Kyrie Irving, um, and we somehow keep Christian Wood, if we don't have the best offense in the NBA, we're doing something wrong. Yep. You know, at that point. Yep. Uh, that's the first call I make and see where it goes from there. Uh, like, that would be incredible. I think, well, back a little bit to the Kyrie stuff, just in relations with Luka Doncic. One, Luka doesn't have to play like 40 minutes a night anymore. That is out the window at this point. We can actually give him a reasonable amount of minutes in the regular season, which is fantastic. And two, like you said, off ball. What? Oh, there was one more that I'm going to have to come back to it because I can't. It's just escaped my mind just like that. But other guys I would look at just positionally, like you said, wing depth. If we can get an upgrade over Reggie Bullock. Like, please and thank you. Like, I, I, I last year I loved Reggie. 
it's our like half the bang bros are already out it's time i mean i think if we can we can ship off the other one and just with like the amount of money that will be available in the off season just in, in case things don't work out it's really refreshing that we'll kind of have i mean not like exactly a clean slate but something close if not to max money available in the we will, yeah we'll we'll have enough flexibility if Kyrie and would walk to sign another max player yeah and that's I mean, that's what you've wanted, right? Since Luke, I mean, it's something that I've wanted at least for sure. That's, I think that's what a lot of Mavs fans have wanted. Like there's been a lot of chirping, like we said earlier about Nico and Mark, especially Mark. I think Nico has proven at this point, he knows what he's doing. I, I like people, anybody who was left questioning him, I think like you have to look at this, dude, you've got me so excited about this trade uh, though. Like I was, like I said, I was a little weary when we started this episode and now I am like gassed i am so gassed for well, this thing i i think like whether or not nico knows what he's doing i think like still yet to be proven right like we'd, we'd like to see some some success from a play standpoint yeah. if we make it back to the western conference finals yeah i think that's a success right if we if we make it to the playoffs and get a top six seed and maybe we get to the second round like a little disappointed but probably okay um I'm mitigating my expectations just a little bit since we're getting Kyrie Irving in the middle of the season. Like I'm not yeah. guaranteeing that we're going to make the NBA finals. The warriors still exist. Like they still can make a move and I expect them to make a move in the next three, three days. Yeah, they should. Um, but, but what Nico has done is he's, he's acted. Yeah. He has done something right for a long time. Mavs fans suffered through inaction in the mm -hmm. off season, whether it was free agency or trades. Um, I do think like we've handcuffed ourselves a bit. He's, he, he made a risky play, right? Yeah. Like if Kyrie Irving, if, if neither of those guys resign with us, okay, we talked about it. We have financial flexibility to make a move. So I'm not incredibly worried about that, at least from retaining Luka Doncic. That is always like a top of mind for me. Are we doing everything we can to make Luka happy? to make Luka, Luka capable of competing for championships and keeping him a Dallas Maverick for life. Yep. And an MFFL player and fan. Hell yeah. <laughs> and, you know, which is something that, that Dirk has wanted for him. And he has vocalized that he's wanted for Luka since Luka got into the league and has become our superstar. Yep. But the, the quick action from Nico, the decision-making, the attempt to try and put something around Luca, um, I have to applaud and I have to, um, you know, give him credit. And I don't know if he's listening to the chatter that's, that surrounds this team. Um, I certainly know that like they're paying a little bit of attention to it. Cause if you talk about like some of the, the mural stuff where there's the mural yeah. to go get Luca help and Cuban says, you got to take it down. Um, you know, and Lucas says, Hey guys, like DMs the guy and says, Hey, we got to take it down. Yeah. Um, you know, apparently they, they ran this by Luca and Luca was excited about playing with yeah. Kyrie Irving. Um, I hope they did their due diligence. And I know that Nico has a, a much better relationship with Kyrie Irving mm -hmm. than a lot of other GMs out there. So that makes me more comfortable with this trade and him, um, headed to Dallas. I know how Kyrie feels, um, about things politically. And I think that, Texas in a way is a lot better of a fit for him than being in New York yep. um, in regards to just certain views that he has, but still a lot to be seen here. Um, 
Kyrie moves have backfired for teams before. They backfired for the Celtics. It backfired for yep. the Nets. Um, so you'd be a fool not to be wary a little bit yeah. about this trade. But at this point, it's it's all about how does it work on the court. And I would project that it works out quite well. The other thing I was going to say was we, and I saw this in a tweet earlier. I can't remember who. We're going to finally see Luca like how he plays like his style of play, his level of play with a second superstar is going to be on display for the entire league. Like we've heard, or I've heard at least like it's people online saying, can Luca fit with that second star? Like what, what would that look? He's, you know, dribbles all ball hog, whatever. We're going to see it. And everybody around the league is going to see it. And what happens if this is like, otherworldly like i it, like it could be like legitimately luca as the best player in the league with kyrie irving could elevate basketball i know that that may seem hyperbolic but no no could... I, no i don't think it's i don't think that's out of the question i mean like a lot of people you know there's a guy that i i chat often about luca and the the formation of the mavericks roster uh a a guy who has a show on the believe network called for the love of the game his name's aaron tobin hess um he's a great guy fiery personality i I always love ath's opinions but he's just said you know this heliocentric style cannot work and it reminds him of the lebron Cavs era right before he heads to miami lebron didn't win a championship right He, he got to the finals and he lost he got piped by that spurs team and He's not necessarily wrong, right? Like Spencer Dinwiddie, okay, we'll say he was the second best player on this team. In the NBA top 100, Spencer Dinwiddie and Christian Wood are both between 70 and 100 for most people. They're not top 70 players. You want to talk about how he's a ball hog? Like how would you play if you didn't have a top 70 player that you were playing? He does the best that he can with what he's got. The shot quality that he creates for all of his teammates, incredible. Guys like Reggie Bullock and Dorian Finney-Smith we're taking wide open threes, game in, game out. Tim Hardaway, like these guys had incredible shot quality because of what Luca is able to, to do and put pressure on defenses. So yeah, you could say heliocentric style doesn't win, but to me, this is a better version. You could say that the Rockets with James Harden and Chris Paul, the Rockets with James Harden and Russell Westbrook couldn't win because of the style of basketball that they played. Yep. Well, now we're going to see a better version of that with Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving because Luka Doncic is better than James Harden and Kyrie Irving is better than Chris Paul at being that second guy. Yes. Right. If I wanted to give the keys to, to a guy to run my team. Yeah. I'd give it to Chris Paul. Cause I think he creates for everyone. He elevates everyone. Yeah. Point God. But I would much rather have Kyrie Irving attacking on a four on three as opposed to Russell Westbrook. Oh, of course as opposed to Chris Paul in that situation. He's more dynamic than Chris Paul, and he's a better spot-up shooter than Russell Westbrook. Yep. Look, I'm just excited to see what this team can do now. And now we know there is no excuse for the end of game when we're down two or when we're down one or it's tied. There's eight seconds left that the the play has to be inbounded to Luka and have him shoot a a step back three from the left wing from 33 feet. We have other options. Yep. I'm, I'm excited. I'm so excited. And I think, listen, if you don't like the trade, I I get it. Like, trust me, I get it. 
like this comes with so many question marks. We're we're talking like I like to stay positive. This is super exciting. This is the most exciting move to me since we drafted Luca. And I got pumped for that because shout out to Jeff Skin Wade, the third guy on the math broadcast, also host of the Ben and Skin Show. He was in tune with how good Luca was before he got to the NBA, which I was not. And to hear him talk about and a guy who knows basketball to talk about a guy like that, I, I legitimately got excited. And when we traded for Luca on draft night, I was ecstatic. I was like, things are going to change around here. And they have, obviously. This is the most excited I've been since then. And it's not just Luca and Kyrie. Kyrie and Seawood. Josh Green running out in transition. Kyrie running right there alongside him. Like, this is exciting basketball. And the, and the thought of just adding more to it, if they can put it all together here in the last 40 games or how, like, I think it's less than that now, right? Yeah. Like, if they can somehow manage to put it together, if Jason Kidd can silence the haters and say, hey, I, I actually am a pretty good coach. I got us to the Western Conference Finals last year with Luka, JB, and the others. If, if he can say, hey, let's let's come in and let's do this, and they do it, they, they make it back to the Western Conference Finals. They make it to the NBA Finals. Knock on wood, right? Like, if everything goes right and that happens, like, we're in for the most exciting season as Mavs fans since 2011. And that's, and even if you hate the trade, dude, just focus on that for a bit. Cause it's, this is, this is what it, it's supposed to feel like. This is yeah. how it's supposed to be. This is, this is the last thing that I'll say on it. And he's, um, Kyrie is going to have a physical evaluation tomorrow. Yep. And then, you know, the hope is that the first game that he plays donning the, the Mavericks blue will be against the Clippers in LA on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. It is a crude reality that in the modern NBA, you cannot win with one top 15 player. It cannot be done. Yep. And it, and it is certainly cannot be done if you don't have two to four other players that are in the top 50. Yep. Right? You want to talk about Giannis? Well, he also had Drew Holiday. Guess what? That guy's a st- that guy is an all-star as well. Yeah. Stud. Chris Middleton has also been an all-star multiple times in his career. Underrated. Brooke Lopez has also been an all-star multiple times in his career. Yep. All playing on the same team. That team won. Yep. Steph Steph Curry. He's a top 10 player in my mind all time. Klay Thompson, multiple time all-star. Draymond Green, multiple time all-star. Last year, Andrew Wiggins, an all-star. Like you have to have the personnel in place to truly win a championship. This Celtics team, same thing. Al Horford, multiple time all-star. Jalen Brown, all-star. Jason Tatum, all NBA player. The Mavericks had limited options as to the guys that they could bring in currently alongside Luka. Yep. There is a ticking clock always. And they brought in a guy who, when he's playing and he needs to be out on the court more, he's a top 15 player in basketball. And that's what you have to do to compete for a championship. And again, like, like I said, it's a crude reality, but like, there are too many talented players across the board in the NBA for you not to, for you to win without two like top 25 guys. And right. so, you know, now we're in a position where we have two of those guys that got to go do it on the court and excited to see this first game really, you know, knock on wood for the health of Luca and Christian Wood coming back. 
Um, we need those guys to be healthy. Need Maxi Kleba to be healthy. And just last thing I'll say, root, rooting for Dorian Finney-Smith. Absolutely. Rooting, rooting for Spencer Dinwiddie. Love both those guys. I think the Nets now are an interesting conversation. I actually think from a trade standpoint, to me, this kind of takes them out of contention. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. We'll I see, mean, the, the Suns are already, like there's reports already out there that the Suns are monitoring the KD situation to see if he wants out. And I'm sure the other 28 teams, because I can imagine the Mavericks can pull off that trade at this point, unless they want to ship Kyrie back to the Nets, which I don't think they will. Um, the 28 other teams, you know, barring a few tankers, will probably check in on KD. And yep. that could be, this could end up being, because of this first move, could be an absolutely wild deadline here in what? Four days? Five days? Four days? Thursday. Thursday, yeah. yeah. Incredible. Um, that's going to do it for us on the Believe in Maps podcast. If you're not excited, I get it. Well, a little bit, but I really don't. Like, this is incredible. Be sure and like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And until next time, peace. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.